Fantastic, Brain Seeker, hey, and the illustrious Toady One. Hello, he is here. <laughs> and Scamps is there someplace? I'm sure plot, plotting, plotting. He's up on his tree. He's up on his tree today. He's he's just looking out his window. Uh, he he wasn't on his tree for a whole period of a couple months or something. He wouldn't go up on his tree. And we moved it closer to the window, and now he's up there every day. So he's been rehabilitated. Um, Good job. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What's outside the window? More trees? There are trees, birds, people moving dogs around in cars. There are all kinds of squirrels and, 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 and critters. And sometimes they, they, can, they can kind of perch right next to the window, and they'll just kind of be there for a second, and Scamps will go nuts. He makes that chittering noise. <laughs> where he's, he's just, it's, it's weird to see a cat chirping, because we hadn't, our other cats hadn't really been in the position to do that, because they were allowed to go outside, so they just killed things <laughs> instead of chirping at them, but Scamps, Scamps doesn't really get to kill animals, so right. he, he gets to chirp at them instead. So today we're going to talk about, first off, about what has happened since we've last had a Dwarf Fortress talk, and as well as talk about um, a little bit of future of Adventure Mode in that, um, I guess, the destiny of the adventurer, maybe we should call it. Yeah, that's that's part of it, and um, but I think I think we we can we can we can broaden that to talk about a Dwarf Mode as well. Um, it's it's going to be a little a little stranger because it's it's more than one person <laughs> involved right. but right. i think i think i think there's there's going to be a lot to talk about um in in every mode today cool yeah all right well let's start let's start talking about what's happened all right what happened uh redding yeah we went to redding that's right we we yeah. we drove in our car for many hours and we went south and we went to a wi-fi equipped restaurant uh, with the a, Wi-Fi. Well, it had, it had Wi-Fi. It was just password <laughs> protected. Uh, yeah, and they no didn't one, know the password. Exactly, they didn't know what the it was. Password. I guess the manager had left without telling anyone the password, and the waitress was really helpful and actually like tried to call them up and get the password, but uh, we didn't. We didn't end up getting it, but we did make a small uh, video after. Army. Yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a live stream thingy now. I don't I've got to investigate if I'm violating their terms of service by uh by having a live stream talks about Dwarf Fortress because they had some condition like that that you couldn't advertise. I don't know if it counts as advertising or not because people talk about the games that they're playing and so on. So I I I real I'll just have to run it by them or something and and um, because if so, then I can make little videos and things. But if I can't right. make little videos, then I can't make little videos. So, um, yeah, if people have any advice on that, uh, that'd be useful. And I'm just going to contact them as well. Um, so we have that capability anyway with my with my uh, my little web camera I've got now. Uh, so that's cool. It should it should be it should be something uh, that can come of that. And that's uh, and then yeah, and then after Reading, um, which you know, everyone had a had an entertaining time, I think mm-hmm. that that went there. I haven't heard any complaints about how horrible it was or anything. Uh, then yeah, then there was the the crazy magazine article, um, right? Which brought many peoples and is continuing to bring many peoples. Uh, lots of of emails and things. My inbox hasn't really gone below fifty emails. Uh, since that happened. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, that's why I mean the devlogs have been pretty pretty dry lately because I've been kind of overwhelmed. But I think we're finally coming back into uh, into non-overwhelmed territory, which is which is uh, will be welcome, um, even if it means things return more or less to normal. Um, Money-wise, uh, it would be good to to get back to work. But um, yeah, so it's been it's been cool. It, it's been pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so so yeah, lots of lots of peoples, lots of peoples. I got to pick up a few copies of the the magazine around town and stuff, so it was fun. That's very good. Do you um, have you posted a uh, picture of that that we can see? Oh, a picture of the the magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the, it's 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 basic. 
<clears throat> it's basically the same as the online version, but you mean like the cover of the magazine where it shows Yemen on fire and it says uh-huh. the brink of hell or something? Or just the just the, pic, the picture of the cover of your, you know, portion or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, well, I could. I, I, I don't know when I run into copyright problems and stuff because people post magazines when they're not supposed to and so on. All right. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll see what. <laughs> so you also uh, worked on the Army Arc a little bit more. Got the armies moving a little bit better. And- uh, yeah, I got the um, I got the the army. The, I had to rewrite the armies so that I could zoom in the map because the army coordinates were being stored on the kind of dwarf fortress embark slash adventure travel level, which is uh, 16 um, times zoomed in from the world map. But uh, we decided we needed to zoom in another three times to make walking around in the towns intelligible. And since when you're walking around, you're, you're stored as an army uh, in adventure mode, uh, it, it now has all of the army re- code respects that, that time scale instead. And uh, <laughs> so it was, it was, yeah, it was, even though there's not that much army-ish stuff going on, there was enough that that took some time to, to fix. And now we have that little map, the little the little town city map. Um, so you can you can walk right on the roads. You can't go through, you can't just kind of bonk into the the you bonk into the buildings and you have to you have to pass around them. If you if you want to cut through whatever alleys or whatever might exist uh, or cut through the sewers, then you have to zoom in. Uh, uh, it's it's really just for kind of going from store to store or whatever in a in a in a in a faster way. Um, nice. and, and, to, and to kind of see the see the city layout as you understand it, because uh, you can get you can get lost <laughs> very easily. Um, and it's not I mean, it, may, it might be kind of realistic to get lost in the city, but you don't have um, it's not like you're looking out of your eyes. You can't see ahead and you can't see large landmarks and you can't see kind of cross streets way ahead of you as you could in real life. So it's it's kind of more fair to give you this this travel map than to not give it to you, I think, in, uh-huh. terms, in terms of realism. Um, although, I mean, you do, you do lose just, just a bit the, 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 uh, getting lost in the, in the city, but we, the, we can always give that back to you by restricting your view on the travel map and then wiping it if you get, if you get hopelessly lost or something <laughs> and rotating it by 90 degrees in a random direction or something. Oh, that's really exciting. I love that idea. But we don't need to do that right now. It's, just, it's the same thing we were going to do to, to people when they, when they're walking in the woods if you get lost in the woods, then it would it would wipe your travel map, and then uh, you would just and then it would rotate it a random direction, and then you'd be just stuck in the woods, and you wouldn't know which way you're going until you get out, <laughs> and then you'd be like, I don't remember an ocean being here. <laughs> and then uh, the second that you found some landmark you're familiar with, like a town, it would reorient reorient your map. That's just that's just an idea we were kind of tossing around because it used to do that in fort mode in your in your fortress. It would. It, it was strange when you used to before the Z levels. When you used to go to your fortress, it would kind of flood fill out your fortress and give it give it random like uh, uh, fake fake levels and just label mm-hmm. them one two three four five, and it would put in fake up downstairs and then it would rotate each one a, ran, a, a different amount so it would seem like the fortress kind of folds over itself. Uh, that's that's what it did in 2D, and then we went to 3D, so you don't do that anymore. But you can still make someone get lost in the fortress because all the code is still there that rotates the view. Uh, so you could get you could be in your in a labyrinth of your fortress, and it and and it could be like, well, you've just you've just walked down a bunch of passages and turned left and right five or six times, and you're not very good at directions. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna wipe your map and rotate your your view. Uh, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that, that people probably wanted an, an init option to turn off, <laughs> but it's, it's, it was just our, our fun little idea for getting lost. But. Well, if you can get good at finding your way around and well, they have, there's like the memory stats and the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awareness stats and, and the, all that. The spa- there's this, there's, it, I guess it'd be memory in your spatial sense or whatever. Yeah. Spatial awareness. Sure. Yeah. So it'd be, yeah, it's, you get what you deserve then. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yes, my mighty warrior can never find his way out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, then I just guess you press escape and say, "Okay, I'm starving to death" or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. So, so I guess you and you could play play one of those uh, kind of apocryphal goldfish or whatever that can't remember three seconds ago <laughs> where they were, and so it just constantly wipes your map or whatever, <laughs> and constantly rotates you until you give up and quit, and then then you you know. Should write a different game if you're going to make one like that. But uh, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> in any case, yeah, so that's the kind of thing we've been working on with the maps and, and so on. And uh, just now started um, the interaction, not, not just now, but, but some days ago started the interaction interface. I mean, this month started the interaction interface uh, where you can target um, based on your, your interaction effect, which would be anything from, from uh, being red panda head bumps to retracting into your armadillo shell to... Um, breathing materials at people, cursing them, or giving them some kind of uh, blessing, or cursing three people in a room, or whatever. If you've if you've got and blessing uh, the fourth. That's right. That's right. So so there's there's all kinds of um, there's all kinds of little little things that need to be worked out. But and and it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be awesome. <laughs> it'll be awesome. It should should lay the the groundwork hopefully for whatever magic systems. It happens to randomly generate uh, as we get further along on that on that journey. So it'll be cool. Nice. So now let's talk about how adventure mode is going to progress into more of a legacy mode. Perhaps the adventurer is, he decides that he wants to be a mighty warrior. And so he explores. And after a number of, of, you know, years, he decides to perhaps uh, retire. And then maybe we talk about what happens after that. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a broad, it's a broad topic. And, and, uh, so, so we can just kind of, kind of bat some things around. So let's take that. Uh, so your, your adventure retires and this is the, the, the question, I guess the first, first off is where, <laughs> where do they retire? Like right now you, you, you select a town and you retire there and then you, you become a person who stands around in that town. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's and that's that's how it's going to be for quite a long time. Uh, so, and to, the the first the first thing that we're we're going to need there's there's a couple the couple things to kind of improve upon the quality of your your retired characters. We can take that direction first, which is the creation of sites, which is on the um, the the devlog. Just being able to kind of select a location and 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 kind of build build either your own site or to to rent or purchase a, a place to stay so that you kind of have a home base and then your your retirement it would understand your character better it would keep them in the right spot you'd be able to find them again and talk to them right and then the other thing that we have up there uh is being able to create your own kind of adventure entity which i imagine would start an entity is just a civilization or group of people in this game and being able to create your own entity means having your you know, your it's either your your band of merry people or it's your 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 ruthless scumbags group of people or uh some some entity that you've joined rather than created uh-huh. and when it understands your character in those terms then it would also be able to to plan their retirement a little bit better now that that means that means having them uh ai driven and uh and doing the right things that's that's one form of legacy is just what it can your character persist properly when they re- retire right. now, if you're so if does you're, that mean I'm sorry does that mean that, yeah. that we could uh, I could create a new adventurer and go to the town where the old adventurer retired and meet him and possibly recruit him to my party? yeah you can all, you, you can actually do that right now yeah. oh wow I didn't realize that yeah yeah it's funny you can you can fight them and and cause cause all kinds of trouble uh, <laughs> having kind of a have an old west shootout with your old adventurers in the in the town and so on. Uh, so yeah, so we're already kind of yeah, we're already kind of gotten started on that, and uh, so I think I think those the two things I mentioned would 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 help make the retired. Right now they're kind of like this weird window dressing though. It's like they they it go is. there, they don't really fit in, and uh, the only way they fit in is that they do join the join the town that they retire in. So mm-hmm. starting trouble with them starts trouble with everybody, <laughs> uh, and and uh, and so on. So. But but having their own their own group would be interesting. Now there's there's if if your adventurer uh, were to actually die, then the the nice part about the sites that you create is that they still exist, and the the entities that you create actually still exist. So if you created say a group of bandits and you were you were going and 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 taking things from towns and so on, and people were 
were disliked you and hunted you down and killed you or something, which which is actually you know in the in the list of the the dev goals for that for that um, for that. So it's not it's not just just something I'm saying. Uh, you 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 then have that group of people, and once we get succession in, which is very soon, we're probably going to do succession before we before we finish the caravan arc because um, it's 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 well it is actually part of the caravan arc. I think it's release five right now, but once we have succession, then the group that you created named and everything, and you told them all to, you know, wear little blue hats or something, uh, assuming you can secure those things and actually help your people wear stuff, you'd probably have to hand them out manually at first. It's like, here's your hat, here's your hat. Now put it on, put it on here. And they're like, okay. And, uh, so, so those, that, that, that group would persist. It would get whatever position you created for yourself is probably just be like, I am the leader of the bandits or whatever. Cause you have these entity positions, right? With names and so on, like like when you're when you're fighting bandits yourself, it's like here's the ringleader, here's the boss or whatever. It just gives them <laughs> silly names. You'd be able to do the same thing, and you'd have your little group with the with the leadership position. And when the leadership position is vacated, when you meet your untimely demise, then the leadership position would be filled when we get to release five or whenever we do succession, which which you know could it's only it's going to be release five or sooner, right? So you have that. And then you've got this kind of group that persists forever, um, or as long as it has a breathing member, um, or someone willing to resurrect it after everyone's gone. Uh, then you can, you can, you, you'd leave that behind, and that would be one of the first real feelings that you've created something rather than destroyed something, because right now you can, you can kill all of the beasts in the world, and then the world has changed in that way. And uh, I mean that's that's a way of leaving a mark, but it's a kind of uh, a negative mark. <laughs> so uh, would would you be able to set goals for your organization or something? Well, right, right. The the way that that we have it set up on the dev page, and we haven't thought about this too much, is that you'd be able to to assign little tasks for people and so on that they could do in your absence, but. We haven't thought about you know what is the and I don't even know if there's 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 nothing really f- that says. Uh, this anywhere like what is the overarching goal of your organization? I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's like the uh, the aggregate version of the personality rewrite because the personality rewrite involves not just coming up with facets of the personality that are more interesting uh, than the current ones that that allow you to tell better stories, but also um, new new categories entirely of things like what are the what are the dreams of this dwarf, uh, what what are the dwarf's lifelong goals and that kind of thing. Um, and then, and then in an adventure mode, you don't quite have the same thing because you're playing, uh, whereas your dwarves will have those, those things independent of your existence. But when you make an organization there, there's kind of the, the two ways to think about it are, does my organization, uh, is the game going to try and guess what you're doing? It's like, well, you know, they, they killed their 17th person. So obviously this is an organization bent on randomly killing people Uh, or, is it something that what will probably end up happening because the computer can never really be smart enough to tell? Um, is you just say what you're about or whatever, and if you if you completely violate the principles of what you're about, then it'll probably start trying to come up with, on its own or something and be like, well, you know, you're you're supposed to be kind of wandering around and helping helping the sick, but you keep killing them, and uh, and eventually it would decide that you're you're actually some kind of weird euthanasia organization instead or something. <laughs> but uh, it it it's it, I mean that's that's all that's all kind of wishful thinking. Um, uh, not not the content that I just mentioned, but just the ability that would be able to do anything like that. But it's hey man, uh, it's, I'm just preventing an yeah. epidemic, okay? <laughs> it's true. It's going to be dangerous when there are plagues. You have some difficult decisions to make. Exactly. But that is that is the uh, the the general idea of of what kind of legacy you can you you can you can leave behind is and that you'd you'd be able to to have an organization that made some kind of sense whether or not I mean at first you'd probably just be selecting from a from a list of uh, 
like when you form the organization, there are other people around because you don't just form it in your head, right? So you probably take your three or four adventuring companions that you've picked up and say, all right, let's go rob wagons together. And they're like, yay, or, <laughs> or some of them leave or one of them tries to kill you or something. But once they all agree that you are now an organization that goes rob, goes and robs wagons together, which at first would probably just be as simple as selecting, you know, bandit as your option or whatever, because that type of organization already exists, yeah. right? You can just declare that I want to be a type of organization it already exists. It already understands how they work. And so when uh, the the adventure is over, uh, either by retirement or death, it would understand um, what to do with those guys. And then they'd, they'd fit right in. You'd get quests to kill yourself or whatever. Uh, <laughs> right now you can get a quest to kill yourself, but only through kind of the animosity between civilizations. Uh, if your adventure is a notable killer of another civilization that retires back in a friendly town and then you, you start at the aggrieved civilization, you can get a quest to kill your adventure. Um, <laughs> But they're they're still just window dressing over there, and uh, so that that's um, that's that form of legacy. And then 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 there's also the kind of familial uh, legacy. You can you can have um, you know, when we get to the relationships relationship stuff, you'll be able to uh, to leave behind little little playable childrens and things. Um, and uh exactly i suppose suppose your spouse might be playable too i wonder um if you if you get killed it'd be fun to go on vengeance vengeance quest or something yep <laughs> as, the, as the aggrieved aggrieved um widow or widower uh so now yeah. is it possible right now to play until you um die of old age um possible technically i suppose but it would you'd have to be a patient person who sits and sleeps repeatedly <laughs> until, until you die but aren't there uh, isn't there going to be like the kind of like time skip adventure thing like you're yeah, yeah, a while yeah. ago yeah exactly it's 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 because i i think i would think the, the question was can you do it now or or you can't now would require a patient but definitely the uh the idea was that you would do you would do you'd be able to skip years at a time if you want. Um, right, because it'd be kind of cool to train your kids, you know, like make them awesome yeah. warriors too. Yeah, yeah, and then you you could have your your little team, right. and uh, and they could go on adventures with you, and you could carry the smallest one. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, just run in there, especially if you're a dwarf, you just strap them on and. Of course, jump you could the... adopt too if you wanted to, I guess. Well, yeah, adoption is one of the games. One of the things the game sorely needs, right? Because there's all these, <laughs> all of these orphans uh, <laughs> everywhere into the magma or whatever. Uh, yeah, so people people should help each other out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be something that that would be fun in adventure mode too. Because then you you'd have your little orphan, your little <laughs> orphan. Uh, I guess just tell them all to work on your farm or whatever. <laughs> you have an orphanage. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's, uh, it. The only other thing I, I wrote, wrote down a few things. The only other thing I had written down for the adventure legacy is, um, uh, the things that kind of can already happen, but, but, uh, they could be focused on a little bit more things like statues and artwork and people naming their kids after you, that kind of stuff, Sure. which we've, which we've touched upon, I think before, um, and already happens to some extent, the statues and artwork, uh, so, so that's that's there's a, yeah there's a, there's a lot of ways to to leave a I guess what I was trying to focus on this time was a creative impact on the world rather than a destructive impact because obviously there's the legacy of slain dragons and and so on and then there's there's the creative impact of making new entities new sites having artwork created about you having a family and and leaving more people behind than than you uh, were yourself and then I guess there's there's impacts of change. Uh, where uh, being able this is more of a say an army arc or a trading thing where where stuff moves around um, and uh, and uh, or changes ownership and uh, I suppose you could also uh, one when we get the um, the crafting beyond like right now I guess you could leave a legacy of sharpened stones uh, <laughs> but you could you'll be able to do better than that uh, in terms of of leaving leaving things behind <laughs> yes he was a legendary stone sharpener. That's right. So, so uh, yeah, so so that 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 we can definitely improve on that. And um, I guess I guess that leads into uh, to the dwarf the dwarf mode legacy is is quite similar uh, because you you're creating a new site and that's being left behind, and you're also creating a bunch of dwarves. And when you abandon a site, all those dwarves move somewhere, 
and they're all being they're all being left on site. You're trading goods around the world, um, and creating artifacts, especially are, right. are 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 one of the main legacies that that a dwarf fortress leaves behind. Right. And then uh, the analog to uh, I mean we've talked about it kind of a lot, um, but the the analog to retirement in adventure mode would be retiring your fortress. And uh, I think we've gone over that a few times, so we can we can kind of skip it. But but it is it is a very important thing, especially because you'd be able to to be say the new capital of the uh, of the um, of the whole dwarven um, the whole dwarven kingdom or whatever you get you get uh, when the monarch arrives. Right. If you re- you retired, then there would be a huge kind of geopolitical shift there, right? Where so, whatever the old mountain home was is now some little hamlet or something or some ghost town or uh, just a large city without a king that used to have one <laughs> and you've got a new one. And so, so there's, there's, uh, there's that. Right. Um, so we're, we're thinking that we can uh, retire fortresses and still have them be entities and still have them be technically active. The game considers them not uh, ghost towns anymore. Yeah, the 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 uh, the, we, the the part that we've we've probably spent the most time discussing is why there are technical hurdles to this or whatever. Right. So, so that that's that's the part we'll, we'll bypass. But yeah, yeah, the the you'd be able to leave leave that kind of active mark on your world, um, and and you can kind of spread out and cause a kind of uh, migration or or spread of a, of the dwarven um, civilization over over a few games. And then it would actually stick. It wouldn't just be a um, a uh, a litter of abandoned fortresses with a few monsters living in them or whatever, right. uh, or uh, new places for goblins to live. But I guess that could be part of your legacy. Is if, I mean, when we, when we get to when we get to the army arc decisions of you know why did the goblins attack your town? Uh, right now it's because they triggered some kind of attack the town event, right? And then they don't stay there. But if they were attacking your town for a reason, moving over the map and then arrive at your town, then they presumably had some reason to, to attack your town, and it might include uh, staying there. Mm-hmm. And then, then you'd have you'd have you'd have caused that kind of um, political change to the landscape, <laughs> where where the goblins now have a new fortress that's that's quite powerful. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I mean, I mean some of these changes are are coming in the shorter term, and some of them are are farther off, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll start we'll start seeing some of this stuff. Uh, like I was saying, the um, the uh, the kind of successiony um, thing will be the first kind of non-negative changing we see in in uh, in either of the modes, and that's that's not too far off now. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, it, it, were there any other things about the legacy you guys wanted to talk about or cap? I find it. I think that the way that the game's going to try and kind of guess what your characters and such, what their goals are, is going to be interesting because I just imagine like some warrior adventurer who's like really, you're kind of playing him as a really nice guy, and then he becomes like the king or whatever, and then you go retire him as the king and play some other dude, and then it turns out like, oh, your character's passing all these laws of <laughs> that are just very evil and tyrannical, and <laughs> everyone has to give all their gold to him. Yeah, but, but because it couldn't, because it didn't yeah. properly properly judge uh, <laughs> where your character was coming from. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can. I well, mean, technically, they're, they're... your character did hoard a lot of gold during his <laughs> lifetime. It's true. Going to be skewed. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember there's those uh, there's those kind of fighting games, like those boxing games or whatever, where where you can retire your character and then you can set their AI or whatever. It's like I want to fight like this or whatever, and. Uh, I guess sometimes they they have it like that, and sometimes they try and judge what you did, like did you throw the right jab, uh, you know, most often, or did you skip that and just kind of run in and start slugging people, uh, and and it could be able to tell by the percentages. So I think I think there will be certain low hanging fruit there, um, you know, if you if you uh, if you went into town and killed people's dogs, then that's something that it would be able to pick up on Hates pretty dogs. easily. Yep. Yeah, so so there's there's there are things that there are things that it's going to be able to pick up on, uh, and it can just look at the stats and you know if you killed 200 goblins, whether or not you are specifically targeting them, you wouldn't be shocked if you talked to your retired character and he was like, you know, I really hate them goblins, uh, or something, <laughs> or, or you know that kind of thing. Uh, it's 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 
easy to pick up on certain things and certain overarching personality things are almost impossible to pick up on, especially if you've been role-playing a certain way in your head that doesn't interact in any way with the game options available to mm -hmm. you, if you thought of yourself a certain way. Then if there are, if it turns out that there are, there are a number of options like that that the, that the retired character can take that are, that are really important, and there was no way for the game to kind of arrive at what you intended, then it could just give you a little questionnaire when you, when you retire optionally. It's like you could just skip it or whatever. But if you, if you want to have a little, a little questionnaire saying, when I retired, I intended to live my life this way or whatever. And, uh, it would just be your intention and, and that, that stated intention would be given weight by the game, I think. That would um, be cool. And and I mean, you should probably get that option anyway, because even if you've been out, you know, ruthlessly killing people or whatever, when you retire, it could be that it could be that you like, and then I realized the terrible things I had done, and <laughs> and went off to live in the wilderness. Uh, and and then if you if I think that 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 action of stating intent should be respected by the game more than anything. Yeah. Uh, because that's what that's what you intend for your character, and unless there's some actual obstacle, um, some some tangible obstacle to to that intent, then it should be respected. And that would be kind of fun too, because you could introduce a lot of ca colorful characters that you maybe just play for like an hour or two, and then like yeah, yeah, and then then you'd be able to kind of, I mean, you could you could recruit half of them or whatever, and then you'd have this really interesting kind of party of people or whatever that you understood, and that the game understood how you understood to some extent, oh. and uh, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and and that that kind of thing would mix nicely with a. Uh, with a kind of world editor or whatever, just being able to create the kind of kind of uh, characters that you want for people that want to um, to kind of re reenact their favorite book or whatever. Um, <laughs> and when we when we get to that, right? Because I mean, it's the kind of thing that's just kind of sitting there waiting to be done, right? A yeah. uh, a site map editor, a world map editor that's that's better than the one we've got. And the reason I haven't done that or haven't moved toward that at all is because I don't. I'm not sure what what kind of the the character editor would be like, or or the things like that. That uh, putting together the world that way, and and because the world's changing so much, it would just kind of be another anchor on the game, um, uh, making it making it slower to develop because you'd have to go back and look at the editor. But we're going to reach a certain point when we start thinking about things like this, where it becomes very natural to add an editor that that would already be tied into the intent of retirement, so it wouldn't actually be an anchor on the game because I'd have to change it anyway, right? Uh, if if the editors, it's like right now there's a name editor for naming your fortress, and so uh, we can that name editor always has to be kept up to date anyway. So that name editor can be used um, in the editing, in the actual world editing. So there's no there's no loss there uh, in terms of having a world editor. Uh, but the characters are different. Like having a um, having a historical figure editor right now is a, is a pretty heavy cost. Um, <laughs> but it wouldn't necessarily be anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Right now, as it stands, Dwarf Fortress is a fantasy world generator, but currently it pretty much only generates kind of your Middle-Earth kind of world, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to the future when you get kind of these more bizarro alternate yeah, planes yeah. of fire and, you know, <laughs> spirit realms and afterlifes and, you know, just basically teleporting around through... You know, into yeah, I mean, layers of things. That's right. What, even, what are your plans? Even Middle Earth had that stuff, right? Um, so, so we have, uh, we have, we have the general kind of idea of of what we want to do uh, in in terms of of other other states of being, other other realms of existence, or whatever we want to call them, planes, dimensions, uh, and there, there we have. The the main one we're going to start with uh, is the is the afterlife uh, because it would just be amusing to die and then the game's not over and you, you pop up somewhere and then something happens to you. Uh, so so the, the 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 basic idea was that uh, you'd be you'd be playing around and that uh, you'd be now running around in a world where 
it's generated other kinds of worlds. It's 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 traditional to have a, a place where 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 critters are uh, can can be can be judged and um, and either horrible things can happen to them or they can just be obliterated. Or there's a place where the dead are simply stored and they hang out there. Um, or there's a place where people are actually rewarded. It's pretty broad to have that kind of delineation. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the exact nature of it is, uh, is, is up for, up for the game to decide. But it, it, it kind of fits into what we were talking about where, where it's judging your intent. Now the game would, would be put in the position to judging, <laughs> like, like how, how, uh, what, what sort of, what sort of, uh, person you were. And then you, you'd probably just, just immediately pop up in your place. You'd either just be wandering around, uh, some kind of landscape, uh, right when the, the, the final strike hits you. Or you'd be, you'd be standing before something that starts, uh, you know, chastising you like the, uh, the little bearded guy from Fantasy Empires, uh, would tell you how horribly you played the game or whatever and that there's room for improvement, but now it's too late. Uh, and, uh, then, then, then it's a, then it's a, a matter of what, what happens to you. Um, if, if you're in a place where you're not, you're not completely trammeled by chains and people poking you with sticks and stuff, then you'd be able to probably speak to other historical figures, uh, ones that you've seen before. You'd be able to, um, if, if there is a deity associated to it, you'd, you'd probably be able to, to talk to them. And I don't know if there'd be some kind of legends mode interface where the deity would be like, ask me any question or whatever. And then you could be like, yes, tell me about this or tell me about that. And then you kind of have this, this sort of interaction with them. Um, and it might include the option to, to reincarnate. Uh, you might just, if you, if you're in one of those places where the dead are stored, like at the bottom of some, some waterfall at the end of the world, you're just kind of hanging out. Then you might just have to retire. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny. That's the same sort of retirement option. It's like retire in the afterlife. And uh, then you can wait for someone to come rescue you, <laughs> and uh, and uh, or you could you could return um, you know for a bit, or you could uh, you know to, to there could be some kind of um, some kind of uh, war going on that you could you could briefly appear and help with if someone asks that you intercede on their behalf or something. There there could be events like that that happen. It's kind of weird to see how the time scale would work there. Um, and then, uh, or you could just be stuck as a ghost, uh, and we have plenty of ghosts. seems like a very, very, uh, something that, that our poor dwarves are, are stuck doing almost all the time if they aren't properly, uh, properly looked after. And, and as a dwarven adventure, you wouldn't be properly looked after almost all the time, dying off in the wilderness somewhere. Um, so <laughs> perhaps you'd be a ghost quite often, but, um, uh, and that, 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 uh, it kind of leads to the, the the dwarves themselves when your when your fortress dies. Uh, since every historical figure in in a, in a universe that has an afterlife or a series of afterlives, uh, your your whole fortress would also um, every single person in there would would end up somewhere if you uh, if you got flooded by magma or something. And then I don't think you'd you'd kind of when your fort is abandoned. I'm not sure if you'd if you'd get to glimpse that uh, that. Um, the place where they all went, or if you would just have to go visit it with one of your dwarven adventurers or something uh, to 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 meet them. I'm kind of of two minds on that that question. Uh, but it, it could it could do something like um, like uh, actually make a physical copy of your fortress, but make it out of uh, out of adamantine and and stick it up in the uh, in the um, wherever it is, and then they can kind of hang out there. It's the same problem as retiring of your fortress. Of course, the liquids would probably be removed, and uh, and they would they would be hanging out there, and you could go you could go chat with them or uh, or, or how, however it works. And if we if we ever let you control your dwarves, like control one of your dwarves as an adventure, like switching modes or something, then I guess you could activate one of your your dead dwarves in the afterlife, and then and then come and reincarnate or something. There's all kinds of things that could happen. It's really up to um, uh, up to what's interesting and, and what, what are the most fun options. Uh, now, if you're just being, if you just go to, the, like, we, we had this in, in Zach's most recent story where one of the, the characters was sent to, uh, sent to the underworld and thrown in a, in a boiling or, or a, a pit of black liquid and it was either boiling or not, I don't remember. <clears throat> if that happens to you, which would happen if you're one of those people who, who causes trouble. Um, running around, not just not just killing bandits and stuff, but but like uh, going into people's homes and causing trouble for them. Uh, then you might end up, you know, 
glued to a glued to a wall with all kinds of things poking in you, and then you don't really have many options other than retiring and hoping someone bothers to come down and rescue you or whatever, which might be possible. And I, and and there's there's different kinds. Of, I don't know if it's a bodily rescue or if they just can can kind of turn you into a ghost or something. But um, that that's that's uh, that's that kind of um, that's sort of the starting point with the uh, with the other other otherworldly stuff. Um, and from there, I mean, that that necessitates a lot of thinking about how do you get to planes? What kind of travel you know, does your body travel there? Is it just a kind of ghostly soul type form of you that travels there? If your ghostly soul type form travels there, does it get a body on the other side or does it just remain kind of inconsequential or intangible or whatever? Um and uh you know are there are there other planes that aren't just for uh for housing the dead or or for the gods to live are there other other things i mean this the the whole elemental planes i think was kind of a very d and d thing i don't i don't know if there was an earlier source than that um but uh yeah assuming that's not some kind of uh massive copyright infringement then that's a uh, that's <laughs> that's a thing that people like like to have hanging around for whatever reason but the, in general there's just kind of uh, it allows you to have sort of an exotic world where it might be limited now to the most sort of savage evil regions can can have kind of strange things going on in them uh especially now with the new interactions you can do all kinds of strange things in the in the places but mostly that should probably be reserved to places that are actually in in another world and then you can add things like the the fairy lands and the shadow worlds and all that kind of stuff um and and uh, definitely definitely going to be uh, randomly generated um because that that that'd be a trip to to create you know five or six places and then just connect them with random lines and random connections and see what happens uh so that's that's um that's our intent we've already moved a little bit on this uh because uh we wanted to have it around um for for night creatures interactions uh that kind of thing we were thinking we might want to start having this stuff around so if, I don't know if remember if anybody remembers the conversation crash that happened uh some months ago in one of the releases but that was actually uh me me revamping the entire region code for the game to support multiple multiple worlds <laughs> <laughs> and then when you talk to a guy he was like where am I and then it crashed or whatever uh <laughs> so so we 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 we've made some some steps toward being able to have multiple multiple places to hang out um and uh, it 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 it's a big project but it 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 looks it looks like it's doable and it's just a matter of you know when when do we want to do it and uh yeah so it should 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 be cool um yeah i don't know what uh, i mean there's there's all kinds of specifics that we could go into but i don't know if we'll, uh, if we'll talk about that now or later so with the with like multiple worlds and stuff that would be a great thing to eventually kind of have like as a curse you get sent to you just get like straight up just get like sent to you get sent to a bad world you know yeah yeah there's lots of rocks here and not much else you know just like you make a mummy mad and then that's what they do yeah yeah you get maybe the mummy is even though the mummy's physical body is in a pyramid somewhere his spiritual you know his spirit and all that are in an afterlife world kind of zone and he's he's really powerful there and then you make him mad and then he sends you there and then you have to deal with all that you kind of yeah, have yeah, and stargate kind of, thing going on hide under the boulders and eventually get the 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 uh the the undead peasants to rise up against him in his own world or something uh yeah yeah so <laughs> it's really i mean it really it 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 opens up all kinds of crazy things like that uh that could happen and um yeah it's really it's it's like we've thought about some of them but obviously there's a zillion possibilities here that we haven't even touched upon or thought of uh that exist in in literature and and elsewhere that that's just um it's it's it should be a really powerful tool to have to be able to have extra extra places um and and the 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 uh, there's there's some you know t- all kinds of technical concerns about memory and all that kind of thing i mean in general the other places wouldn't be as complicated as the main world because the main world's already kind of pushing the uh <laughs> pushing the computer a little hard indeed going yeah. through the wardrobe to find narnia 
<laughs> and Narnia would just be a smaller place. <laughs> there'd be the certain. So I mean, it doesn't have to be super small, but well, the well, the one thing that's going to help it quite a bit is that that most of these places probably won't be very deep. It's mm-hmm. not like there's going to be three separate underground layers and then the the lava underworld, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's it. So you can do things like have a if you wanted to have a parallel universe in the sense that it has the same general topography to it then that could almost just be a variable on you or something right it's like i've entered this state of being i've entered this state of being but if you wanted to have uh different different topography so that there could be you know maybe the landscape looks generally the same but in one parallel uh world that you can shift to there's a giant cliff and one there isn't then as long as those cliffs aren't too big, you can actually store those worlds in 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 the same um, in the same memory. Just one sits above the other spatially, but you can't get to them by going up through the sky. So they kind of just sit in the same place, and it knows how they correspond to each other. Because then you can have all kinds of stuff like like uh, it could it could redo say how critters like the the boogeyman work, where they could they could be in the shadow dimension and then. When their whole teleportation mechanic now they've got could be them shifting in and out, and you could also maybe learn how to shift between them, and and they'd be stored in memory. And you could you could so you could if you wanted to hide something, you could shift to the shadow dimension and drop it, and then shift back and just remember where you put it or whatever. Um, all kinds of but there's all kinds of all kinds of things could happen with that kind of parallel mechanic, and it's not something where you'd have to blow the memory out on your computer, and there would just be there would be um, it's essentially the same kind of doing an actual parallel world is kind of the same level of annoyance, perhaps as adding the Z coordinate in terms of pathfinding and that kind of stuff. But um, it doesn't have to be as bad because uh, there there would be um, it's not an actual fourth coordinate, so I don't have to change most of the code. I just have to have certain parts where they're where they're thinking about it properly. So I don't think it's nearly as bad and. Uh, and and ones where it's just a portal or something, then that's that's uh, or or that you can't normally travel to. Like there's the one that you travel to when you die. There's the one you travel to when you sleep. That kind of stuff. That's that's easier to handle. Um, so there's the one I, you travel to when you eat magic mushrooms. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe your soul travels there and your body is just sitting there unconscious. Or not actually unconscious, but just kind of rolling around in a stupor. And uh, <laughs> maybe your body goes there and your soul stays here. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would that'd be kind of Yeah, that would be very annoying when that you eat it and then you're a ghost <laughs> and your body is off laying against a beach somewhere or something, just kind of sitting there. You have to go or find maybe, it. Maybe when you're a werewolf or werebeast, your you know your body stays and your soul goes someplace else into this dream world and you come back and oh, uh, what happened here, oh, man? <laughs> and um, yeah, and I wanna I wanna I wanted to bring something up in particular that. Because um, it sounds it sounds like a very adventure mode thing, right? Uh, mainly that we've been talking about here with um, with other places you can travel and what happens when you die. And I kind of said, well, there might be some way to do a dwarf afterlife or whatever, and to kind of at least teleport your your fortress people there and check them out. But this this can go this can go well into dwarf mode as well. It's like right now we just have that kind of underworld thing, which is physically located below where your dwarves are, but there can be all kinds of um all kinds of sort of um planar interactions that your dwarves have some kind of weird shift into a, into another dimension where you start mining some strange thing that that when you go to a certain part of your fortress it shifts to a different map section that you you don't know it's shifting but but it would be located in a different part in memory and your dwarf would be kind of going off into the fifth dimension or whatever there's all kinds of strange things that can happen down below in the strain in the in the in the uh in, down near the underworld or whatever, and uh, it could lead to some very, very interesting, um, very interesting problems and and uh, and ways of thinking about your fortress. Uh, and uh, it, so, so as long as it doesn't have too many of those to keep in memory at a time, it's like you, uh, we've been thinking about just having sort of slices of them. Right now, your your main fortress is say. Um, about 200 by 200 squares, and then up and down, it's another 100 or 150 or whatever. 
and that that's a that's a fair chunk of memory. But if you added another twenty by twenty uh, or a twenty deep slice above that, that's two hundred by two hundred. That doesn't add a lot to the the memory cost, but it's it could be a whole new world, and then you can add several of those, uh, and not not that many, but a, a goodly amount. Those are the only ones that those are just the ones the only ones you need to do that for are the ones that are active all the time. <laughs> so it's uh it's it, it could be very um it could be very interesting in fort fort mode as well when your dwarves find themselves wandering through the wrong the wrong clump of trees and then you've got you've got dwarves stuck in fairyland or whatever. And uh, then you start chopping down the trees in Fairyland, I guess, and trying to figure out a way to get the wood back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Causing trouble for the universe. But uh, That would piss off the elves for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's all kinds of possibilities. And that's why, I mean, it's it, it's a thing that's that's pretty far removed from, from the, the typical concerns of caravan arcs and army arcs and combat arcs and, and, and so on. But um, it's it's another kind of power we want to have in the game to be able to mess with stuff like that so uh it, it, it i guess it, it basically holds the same place as as night creatures in terms of something that that'll find its way in uh whether we like it or not you know it'll just kind of come come and happen <laughs> Now it's that time of the show where we talk about your questions. Ha ha! We shall look at questions from a number of people. Uh, a really simple one, to, like to start with, is from Agent. Uh, he asks, or she asks, what are your plans for Savage Biomes? Can we expect deadly plants, plants, plants in the future? Well, we should have deadly plants. I think I think you have to have deadly plants, or it can't be a savage biome. Savage exactly. biomes should have giant dinosaurs and deadly plants. Yeah, like um, big old Venus flytraps. Giant trees that go up and up and up and up and up and up forever and ever, and then they've got deadly plants at the top and like pterodactyls and stuff. Pterodactyls. Exactly. When's the and, dinosaur uh, update coming out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what I don't know what what our what our um, what our policy is on calling something like Stegosaurus or whatever. But but certainly there should be giant beasts and uh, and so on. Now now it, it's a um, it's that's that's kind of the the most sort of vanilla form of a uh, of a savage biome. I think is a. Is one where the the environment is incredibly incredibly dangerous and monst not monstrous in a in a negative sense that's more of an evil biome thing but monstrous in a, in the large predator sense and uh, and and that you have to is kind of like kind of like a psychotic sci-fi dun, uh, jungle place or whatever right where you kind of things are out of control but um, you know as as opposed to the the evil biomes which definitely have a dark turn to them. And the 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 good biomes, which have a have a fluffy kind of happy happy turn to them, with the 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 bunnies with lacy wings and stuff. And um, so yeah, but there's no there's not a lot of specific plans, right? We've just been when we have giant versions of the beast, we throw them in the savage biome, and when we have uh, animal mans, we throw them in the savage biome, and when we have uh, other large beasts, we throw them in the savage biomes. But I think I think the uh, the person bringing up Deadly plants is a uh, is definitely a, a person that understands where they should go. Um, Indeed. Although uh, I, I, I suppose um, the uh, we'll have to think about how how deadly plants work. I mean, it's kind of the problem with deadly plants is they're kind of if they're not just poisonous, they're kind of a cross between a creature and a and a shrub, right? Right. And so. Do you do you give them full unit status, or do you just have certain shrubs when you walk by them they can kind of lash out and attack you? I guess both could work. Um, and so that that means, uh, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if if when we do the the multi tile tree rewrite, if uh, if that if that gives us further further horrible ideas for for deadly plants and de- deadly multi tile giant trees because the main problem with multi tile creatures was the pathfinding right and so if you don't have to worry about the pathfinding because it's a plant um you know and assuming it's not a walking plant which it could be but but <laughs> if you have a giant multi tile tree the giant multi tile tree can kind of be like a like a dungeon of death itself um by doing evil giant deadly plant things over multiple tiles and stuff. So I think uh 
Yeah, no, that sounds, sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> or you just kind of die, and I don't know if that's fun, but that's okay. Tim asks, uh, he well, basically, he wants to hear your thoughts about the uh, current difficulty of Dwarf Fortress, Dwarf Mode specifically. Uh, he says, I'm interested in both the general sense, uh, the general consensus of the uh, older versions being more uh, difficult as well as more specific things that are seen as too hard or too easy in the game currently. I suspect he means things like farming. Farming, most likely, yeah. Yeah, farming uh, and, you know, and per- walling per- yourself up. Permanent flooding. <laughs> All those fun things. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, there, yeah, there's definitely that. Um, farming is definitely uh, one of the things that's gotten um, very easy, and especially... Uh, with with the hill dwarves, I think when the hill dwarves go in, farming is going to that'll be its time to become much more difficult because you shouldn't. You, I mean, it's it's kind of strange to have a completely self sufficient fort without some work. Uh, it should be work instead of just having one dude that can go off and kind of grow 200 food without thinking about it or whatever. That's that doesn't that doesn't square with any kind of reality and any kind of interest or any kind of fun of any kind. So I think I think that's uh, that's that's definitely one of the one of the big things. I think it's too easy uh, in terms of attacks. Um, I'm not sure if attacks used to be any easier because traps have always been a, a spoiler uh, for for attacks. And I think the the main thing that's going to help there and where where I think that should be made more difficult is in the difficulty of making traps. But not just the difficulty of making traps, the fun of making traps. Because when, when traps are multi-tile, which is the main, the main thing that's going to happen here, and you'll be able to think about and do m- many more horrible things. And uh, it's, it's just that they won't just be a little button that people step on and then die, but they'd be a button that people step on and then something is put into motion. And then somebody dies. But then you know, might, maybe it has to be reset every time or something, unless you've got a whole infrastructure invested to make it reset itself. Um, but that, that should be, that should be something that you have to do. And, uh, um, then it then would be up to your own, your own creativity in terms of defending your fortress. And we'll have to reevaluate the difficulty level at that point. But if, if traps are larger multi-tile things, then they'd also be easier for, for, for people to stop once they've, they've fallen for the first time because they could, they could do things like dig, dig, dig through them or, 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 or otherwise mess them up. Have some. I mean, why? There's a whole traditional notion of being able to disarm traps, and uh, if sieges did that, that would be quite a quite a quite a trouble, and it wouldn't even involve digging. Disarm um, traps. <laughs> so, so I think uh, yeah. So the farming sieges, um, and I don't know if I don't know if part of the 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 difficulty increase has been in terms of things like you mentioned, like rewalling, which is uh, stuff that. That just made sense to add that that didn't um, that didn't exist before. Certainly, the fluid mechanics have improved over what they were in the original um, the original game, where you had to deal with all kinds of buggy flood issues that completely ruined your fortress, uh, and that I mean that certainly made it harder. But there were also interesting flooding effects, like the the um, the seasonal floods, that made farming more interesting, um, and there were. Uh, there was more of a threat. You had to progress when you had to when you had to progress to the right. Uh, you had more of a threat from the underground than I think currently exists. Uh, so I think I mean I, I, so I, I am I am for bringing all those things back. I mean it's not it's it's the the it happens that the way things went was the game became easier as new mechanics were added. I don't think that's a foregone conclusion that it would have turned out that way, and it certainly wasn't. Um, wasn't driven completely by intent uh, to make the game uh, have uh, to have the game become easier as we've added things. And so um, the the main retool is still a way way off when we do the preliminaries before like like after the caravan stuff and before the army stuff is when we're doing the um, the kind of hill dwarf retooling of fort mode, which is a big change uh, that should. Should entirely um, revise the difficulty curve of the game, not necessarily making it all more difficult, but uh, it'll completely change how um, how the game is. Um, especially if you have to if you have to appease those little guys out there without getting, <laughs> um, without having them come in and and be your biggest problem uh, in terms of chopping you to bits. 
so it's it's I think it, I think it'll really really change how the game works and will. I mean, I've been I've been cognizant of the fact that and of these discussions that things are getting getting easier to a point where where it, you know it's probably you know it's arguably much too easy at this point, especially for a game with a motto like losing is fun, where losing is no longer once you become reasonably decent at the game. Losing is no longer even a consideration, really. I mean, you can you can kind of uh, make do all the time. Uh, so yeah, that's the well. Anyway, he, the person wanted to hear my thoughts. I guess that's that's good enough. Uh, unless there was more you guys wanted to say. I actually um, have enjoyed losing when it's been an interesting way of losing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing is, and I think I think when the game becomes if if we were to say make make sieges more interesting that makes them more more difficult but it also means that as long as there was something that not necessarily something that you could have done but something that you felt like you could have done before or something that you could do at that time um that you you, you know you felt like you had a chance perhaps um i mean there 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 are some some ways to make a foregone conclusion still an interesting and fun thing but the thing as in um as in the first version the the demon timer that was just a timeout for losing your game uh <laughs> that's obviously not not um not compelling uh i mean it, i mean there's there's a sense in which we wanted to we we kind of were thinking about the game differently at that time where we wanted to end the game and then have an adventure go in and have an adventure in there but all those those modes have diverged a bit so uh it certainly makes sense to have gotten rid of the mechanic there but um, in any case, the, uh, yeah, there we go. There goes the train of thought down into the ravine. <laughs> Question here from Gorobe. He, he asks, uh, if befoulment as in three toes story forest befouled will be an interaction. <laughs> well, that, that was a pretty messed up story. If I remember that ending there <laughs> where the, where the poor, the poor, uh, the there, there were various dead things, and uh, yeah, so so the the, the it, it kind of leads to the, the the main overall question, like where did these evil regions come from? I mean, some of them probably started out that way, but um, I mean, there's 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 where I mean, they they obviously have to arise during play, I think, uh, because that would be very interesting if you've got if you've got some kind of evil thing sweeping over the landscape or some horrifying event that happened uh that caused the whole place to turn turn corrupted in some way um so there 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 are various there are various ways to consider it and um if he means if he means would would befoulment be an interaction in the sense of interactions i, I he must be talking about um interactions as we've been talking about them as in a kind of magical effect that that changes the world, and I think that's the best way to do it, uh, it because it's either that or it's some kind of scripted thing that says this region became evil, which is kind of how they're made now, right in the beginning of the world. It just picks some regions and makes them evil. But if it has an internal consistency to it, then it can lead to all sorts of interesting things, as um, as uh, you know, the, the, this kind of how we strive. To, to make all of our mechanics so that they all they all lock together. So if 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 there's an interaction somehow like if you take the evil thing example uh, that that some some horrifying thing happens that you know, I, I mean there'd have to be some kind of like how horrible is this event meter uh, and and that in that story I, I I don't I don't remember quite quite what it was but it was it was bad what happened in the water uh <laughs> there was something very bad that happened in the water in that story that you're welcome to read and um and that would count as kind of as the the, the game should be able to recognize especially if it's matters of life and death it's the easiest thing to recognize something bad just happened to a bunch of innocent critters and that means that the interaction what i was getting at is that the interaction then there could be a regional interaction that has a trigger uh, of something horrible happening, there might have to be other conditions because you don't want it to happen necessarily all the time. But if there's if there's um, if something something horrifying happens, whether or not it's a specific sacrifice or just just some some bad event, then what it could do is call down the effect with the target being the region, and the effect would would be some kind of uh, evil evilification. Uh, 
procedure. And then, then that would, then that would go ahead and happen. And th- what that would do was, would put, um, evil regions on the same footing as cursed individuals, meaning that there would be a rhyme and reason now to what's happening. And, and I think that's, that's definitely how it's going to go when we, when we finally do answer the question of like where all these evil regions came from, there's going to be procedures by which they're generated. Um, I mean, there could, I think, I think, I mean, it's not just that, right? There, there could be, there could be ones that still are, are starting evil regions because I think that's also a traditional way of doing things. This place is bad. It's always been bad and no one asks why and there is no why, right? It's just a, you know, you got to, there's just a bad area, but it's more interesting when there's a story behind it. Uh, so generally I think that's how, that's how it'll actually go. And, um, I, we've already got some regional effects that, are the region acting on uh people in the region like like something that you could give you make an evil region that gives you blisters or make an evil region that curses you for the rest of your life uh so that you can never uh perform a skill roll again uh <laughs> and which is bad news uh so you wouldn't go there but the uh the so but the the regions it isn't in now but the region could just as easily be a target for that kind of thing it's just the sort of thing that needs the the will to push through the uh, the couple or three days it takes to do it. Um, that's it. So yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another Dwarf Fortress talk. Um, this was Rainseeker along with Captain Tastic and our illustrious leader Tarn Adams. Thank Tarn you Adam. for allowing Thanks. us into <laughs> your lives. We really appreciate it. We'd also okay. like to thank a number of people. Tarn, do you do the honors? Yes, we'd like to thank um, everybody that asked uh, asked questions, uh, whether they were read or not, and uh, we'll we'll continue slowly picking some and going through them. So thanks to everybody that asked questions. There's a there's a forum thread uh, that's linked uh, from the Dwarf, Dwarf the Dwarf Fortress Talk page where uh, you can see how to ask questions. Uh, we'd like to thank Olier for providing music, and we'd like to thank Emily Menendez for providing music. We'd like to thank Malox for for writing up a transcript and going through uh, all of the rambling and and faithfully rendering sound effects and so on, uh, all the trouble that Malox has to go through. And um, well, we 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 we've been uh, we've been bringing up that that you can in fact uh, contribute and support Dwarf Fortress. There's information on the Bay 12 Games page, and uh, it's nice when. People keep us going, and we give you little little prizes. Uh, we can we can write stories. Uh, Zach will write you a story, a unique story, uh, your right. own story. You can even make requests. And uh, we've been we've been sending out um, crayon pictures to people. Uh, we we just drew up 45 <laughs> crayon pictures <laughs> uh, last week. Yeah, that was that was a project, and uh, we had extra help in the family come and judge them. And arrange them in in their proper order, and and say what they which ones they liked, and so on. We even had one that we ripped into little pieces and threw away. Uh, so <laughs> so we, we we did a lot of work drawing those up, and we should get those sent out. And you can have your own, and people make all kinds of requests and stuff. We can have a yeah, I have uh, my own. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun fun times. And uh, Rain Steaker is is working on RatTownStories.com. They'll they'll yeah. uh, there'll be a link up there somewhere. And uh, that is his webcomic. Yeah, check it out. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and 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 Captain Tastic is at peace. Yes. We really appreciate you guys coming and listening, and um, it's been really fun. We had a really good time at our um, little um, Dwarf Fortress get together. Hopefully, um, we'll do one next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, we don't know uh, any details, but any details. <laughs> uh, if someone wants to to uh, to start think, if thinking about it, uh, you're more than welcome to. I don't have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> but anyway, um, yep. yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks, guys. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Till next time. Have fun. Thank mm-hmm. you.